but instead of trying to make it something it's not, right? Make it make it something extraordinary. Instead of trying to, you know, redo something, have it be a rebirth. And there's so many of your audience that have done it so well, but there's also so many of teachers and coaches that I speak to are, that are still kind of trying to make it resemble what it was. And, but you can make it better. You can make, oh, so much better. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello friends, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me a repeat guest and I thought for a second I'm just going to jump right in but then I was like, wait a minute, there might be new listeners so let me do the whole formal quote unquote intro. She was originally on episode 194 that aired March 16th, 2020 so that was like quite a time in our lives. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, I reference her probably every other day. Uh, If you're in the mafia, you already know what's coming. The formal-ish bio, I will say that she is a best-selling author. She's a trained research in exercise adherence. She is the boss lady at the Elevate Practice, which is a yoga subscription service that takes the guesswork out of what yoga to do so you can get to do, to the doing of yoga. I love that she wrote that out there. She is a self-proclaimed picky pants. I love that about her. And most of all, most importantly of all, she, she is a teacher's teacher. She is the teacher's teacher. She's here to support the yoga teachers and teachers in general and helping them to connect the dots between what matters to them and what matters to their students. You already know this is right up my alley. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend and forever New Yorker, Winnie Linkovic. Welcome, Winnie. Hello, hello, hello. As always, it's so good to have you. Just thank you for taking the time. Absolute pleasure. So glad to be here. So... Winnie, I'm going to flip it right over to you. And I would love to know, I know, so right now we are in August of 2021. I had you on the show. In the before times. Exactly. Would you like to start off by just giving us whatever you want to give us about how things have been for you since the end of the before time to the now time? Oh, and I, and I hope that this is helpful for all of my sister and brother and family teachers out there. So when we spoke, you had asked me about my little yoga studio that was not a yoga studio here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I just love teaching. And then the, then the shutdown happened. Yeah. And, you know, 
in retrospect, my little studio that wasn't a studio was a real hub for teachers to come visit me from the East Coast and, you know, from Midwest and even a few from Europe. And they'd come and they'd take classes um, a couple of times a year. So then I took my studio online. So those people, those teachers that I were connected to had a place to practice. And that was fantastic. But I built this online platform that I now have called the Elevate Practice for my local crew, the students that would, and teachers that came to me from all over the San Francisco Bay Area. And what was so funny is that I was always working on this online studio, but I am such a picky pants. It was never good enough. So I knew how to make videos and I knew how to edit and I kind of had the website set up, but being such a picky pants, I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll wait. I'll, I'll edit out that part where I stutter or that video where, you know, my sports bra showing or whatever, or the belch or the burp. But when when we had to shut down, I went right online. Yeah. Boom. I went right online. And I also remember telling you in a mafia dinner around that time that I was not worried about my students or the teachers that study with me because I had always taught autonomy. I had always mm -hmm. taught how to make your own decisions. I had always insisted that our classes were a collaboration. They weren't like, okay, follow the leader, follow the mm -hmm. coach, which mm -hmm. has its place. Um, but there are other yoga studios for that. So I was not worried. So I did open up a yoga studio, an online, my online studio, pretty much as soon as we shut down. But I also took my time to make sure that it was serving the people that I served with the kind of classes. So it wasn't like Zoom, everyone just show up and whatever. Yeah. It was very, very, okay, remember that you have a practice. Remember that you have tools. Let's get through this together. Absolutely. Winnie, one of the things that I love that you just said there is that you took your time mm -hmm. to do this. Can you speak to that and what mm -hmm. allowed you to take your time? Well, it, it's also very funny because around that time I was on quite a few podcasts with other yoga teachers. And this was a big discussion about how a lot of our industry, mm -hmm. you know, they hopped on Zoom right away. You know, we got to take care. We got to, you know, just get, you know, our students are will suffer without us. We need to get on Zoom. And what happened with a lot of that is that it was very disorganized. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, all of these teachers were online and they weren't too sure how to explain what they were doing. They were overwhelmed with taking care of technology, getting the right webcam, figuring out how mm -hmm. to get an internet connection, how to get their dogs and their kids out of the picture. And there was a lot of more stress, whereas a practice really should be about not stressing and mm -hmm. not be about hustling or worried that your students will go elsewhere. Because for all of us, we were not, when this happened, at least those of us in the USA, we were not worried about, um, you know, where our yoga class was. I mean, the yoga teachers yeah. were, right? Yeah, we yeah. were worried about like, I mean, toilet paper. <laughs> Right. Problem. And, and, you know, the political, <laughs> the, the political situation and, you know, yoga doing, you know, hopping on a zoom class right away. Sure. It's nice to connect, but it's not, it's not doing a down dog. That's going to solve the issue of the day. Yeah. What is going to solve the issue of the day is having your head clear, which is why we do, I do believe in, you know, consistent, intelligent practice, but that was not the most important thing. So I took my time yeah. in getting, my first, you know, relative to the rest of the yoga teachers I work with and getting my first class up. 
And I was also very, very clear to not have it be something it was not. And I think a lot of coaches, and these are like the people listening, the coaches, the trainers, the PTs, the chiropractors, the massage therapists, everyone was in such a hustle to provide what they were already providing. So in terms of yoga, right? So everyone was putting on 90 minute classes because people would travel to their local studios for that. But guess what? When you're in your pajamas and you're already home and you have to find a parking spot, 20 minutes will do, especially if you cut out some of the stuff that maybe wasn't needed anyway, but you put in because your your students traveled 90 minutes for you, just something to think about there. So we didn't want to make it be something it's not. And what I explained to my students, which are both students and teachers, before we had our first webinar class, was that it's not going to be like the class that we have in person. And if you expect that, you will be sorely disappointed. If you go to the best sushi place in my area and you expect gourmet pizza, no matter how good it is, you're going to be disappointed, you know? So that was a really great way to set up. This is a new experience. And there's also so many fabulous things about it. For example, in my little town, lots of moms, and I don't mean to stereotype stereotype here, but it's true. Lots of moms would come on Sunday mornings and their husbands or their partners or their wives would stay home with the kids. So guess what? What what happens still, because I teach two Sundays a month, is I get the, I get the couple because no one has to be home with the kids. And also these, you know, these surfer husbands, because at Pacifica, they're all surfers, right? Even when they're 60. I mean, it's fantastic. You have to see these guys. They, you know, they might not come for a whole 90 hour minute hour class on a Sunday morning, right? But if it's already on and they're hearing my voice, they're going to join their wives. And it's so fabulous because they, I find out later, right, that they have come to the class. And I still have a lot of local students. So I'm in the supermarket and this man in a mask says, hey, I finally... I finally like know who you are and I have no idea who he is, you know, but he just knows who I am and he's wearing a mask. So it's even more, you know, it's even more confusing, but it's because he was home with the kids when his wife came to class every Sunday and now he's taking my class, but because it's COVID times, I haven't gotten to meet him yet. So there's so much opportunity here. People that might be embarrassed to try something We'll do it at home. And so there is there are ways to manipulate and to take advantage of this fantastic technology that's that's available to us. And I know I'm saying this 18 months after the fact, but still, okay. there is so much that we can do to make yoga work in a way that it did not work before. I used to have, you know, teachers come from the East Coast once a year just to hang out for a weekend, and now we can get together. And it's not like we couldn't do it before, but but we didn't think to do it before. Or we also thought it was a poor substitute for seeing in person. But mm-hmm. instead of trying to make it something it's yes. not, right? Make it make it something extraordinary. Instead of trying to, you know, redo something, have it be a rebirth. And there's so many of your audience that have done it so well. But there's also so many of teachers and coaches that I speak to or, that are still kind of trying to make it resemble yes. what it was. and But you can make it better. Yes. You can make it, oh, so much better. Winnie, part of this, I'm trying to see how I want to phrase the question. Mm-hmm. Part of what you said there that really stood out was 
you know, making it that, that class 20, or rather 20 minutes will do. Oh, yes. Part of it, you know, being we have it be this long and we mm-hmm. add certain things because people have, you know, they drove really far. Sure. You know? So we're like, okay, here's the, mm-hmm. you know, here's how I'm going to show up. In making, in saying 20 minutes will do, there mm. is a lot of confidence and conviction in that statement. Mm. How do you suggest teachers get to that place because okay. part of it is like you said you know don't make it something that it's not and i mm-hmm. think it takes a lot of confidence to market what it actually is well i think that when you think about and this could be for um strength coaches as well when you think about you know an hour workout right like like you want to an hour workout you want to cover a certain amount of things and let's just say what i used to teach on a sunday so people would travel from all over the bay area to come see me on a Sunday and it would, we would have a 90 minute class and I would want to cover the theme of the month, which whatever that is, let's say it was um, hip fluency, which is a big thing with me. But I also know that people want to work on, you know, th- this really great course sequence I teach called circular floor. So it would always be a regular Sunday class would always be a little bit of everything. What we have an opportunity for and what, what everyone listening has an opportunity for is to break that into segments. So for instance, in my online studio, I have 20 minute classes called the little leg stretch series, because there are so many people that re- that are coming in from, you know, a bike ride or a beach volleyball session. Hello. Or even, you know, lots of, lots of people have the Peloton bike and, and, and home treadmills, and they don't want to do a whole hour, even 40 minutes, but they really want to do the specific little leg stretch series that I developed. And I know that this series works and I don't feel obligated to give an hour because they have the choice to take that. So I would suggest to anyone like under pressure to do everything, instead of trying to do everything in a class and offer everything you know in one class, whether it's breathing or meditation or mobility, to segment it and think about what what do you think, what does your student need today? And if you really want to walk the walk and have your students practice or, or clients practice more than once a week, Put it into segments that are useful and usable. So for the, the cyclists and the runners, they want to come in from their run and, and put on a 15-minute, I have so many yes. over 40 yes. runners like this, and they love the little leg stretch series, which is, which is so cool. We use resistance bands. It's just the best. And that's all they want. So why should we give them you know, a live replay of, let's say, my one-hour yes. class, which is available, mm-hmm. but that's more for the yoga teacher that just – wants to look at what I'm doing with sequencing and how I teach, you know, stuff against the wall. So we could choose now. And I think instead of trying to get everything into your one online coaching session or your recorded sessions, or even your programming, you can think of how can it make it be more useful and usable? Because that old pressure of getting it all in for their three times a week, because they're meeting you is off. And even for the virtual student, virtual teachers out there is Oh, they're logging on to Zoom or to Crowdcast or whatever your platform is. But guess what? They're logging on from their home in their office. And guess what? You could log on for 15 minutes of pranayama. I'm talking to the yoga teachers. You could log on for 15 minutes of shoulder mobility. I'm talking to the physical therapists. You could log on for 10 minutes of a meal check. And I'm talking to those nutritionists that I know you 
you know, yeah. get so much info yes. from you. And it doesn't need to be this hour, which is so much pressure. And also the experience of online is different. And we both, like you and I, we both teach on Crowdcast. And I remember the first time I taught, because you're the one who told me about Crowdcast. I taught on Crowdcast and it was it was just so fantastic. I wanted to text you right away, but it was it was uh, 90 minutes and I never teach for 90 minutes online anymore. And I was exhausted. Yes. And because <laughs> even though there's chat and there's feedback, it's a different kind mm-hmm. of energy than when you teach in person. Yes. And we need to respect that. Don't try and have it be something it's not, you know? So respect that. You don't need to do an hour Zoom call, whether you're consulting for nutrition or PT. It's, and if you think, well, I, you know, I don't mean to get into business here. That's your forte. But, but, you know, okay, I charge whatever. I'm just going to put a number that $200 for a private session for, Mm -hmm. let's say, a, a coach or a PT. And you're like, well, if you can do the same amount of rehab in 20 minutes, and then have them do it. You know, it doesn't need to be what it was. Yes. Just like, you, you know, it. we have the technology that you can check in with your clients via Voxer yep. or, or texting. Or you can send them. I have this wonderful chat box on my online studio. And it's just this little thing that you click. But because it's so easy to click. What my what so many fabulous students do, thank you for doing this if you're listening, is that after they do the class, they, they click on it and they type in something. Mm-hmm. And the way that my studio is, is they is that they're going to hear back from me, especially if it's a compliment. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but I want to know. And, and I really do want to know. And it's so convenient versus in the old days, you know, they they would send an email. You just click on that box. And I have a new thing coming where you can click on a video box, but take advantage of this. And also take advantage for those of you listening that you don't have to be like the big, the you know, like the trainers would talk about big box gyms in the old days, right? So I'm speaking to the teachers here. You don't have to compete with the major platforms, which are which are fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. You can know every single student. I have a lot of students, yes. but I... I mean, I really know them all. Yes. And they give me feedback. And someone, this fabulous, one of my fabulous students, she had her mom join. And and, um, she said to her mom, you know, after you do the onboarding series, remember, Winnie wants you to check in. And her mom said, because her mom had never met me before, she's really going to get back to me? (laughs) And yeah, actually I am. And guess what? When her mom asked, well, can you put more of this on the curriculum next month? I actually listen and we have this immediate feedback that we did not have before. And one of the things I noticed in school, because of course I'm going to segue to everything else is that when my daughter was in zoom school, the better teachers facilitated zoom so that the kids that would never participate in real life, right. In real person, Mm -hmm. there's a way because I taught, I taught zoom yoga to my child, to Morgan's fourth grade class is I would have all the kids participate in the chat, which you can't have when you're teaching totally. a group of fourth graders. But yep. I can literally say, and if any yoga yes. teacher wants some tips about how to how to navigate a chat, I would say, okay, how do you feel right now? And I'd say, everyone at the same time, put your yoga feeling in, right? Yes. And then at the same time, to be this chat waterfall. And all of these beautiful words would come into the chat waterfall. And every single fourth grader was able to participate at the same time. So there are ways that you can connect to your students. And you know this with all the 
wonderful work you do um, in a way that you couldn't have before. Absolutely. You know, so instead of, oh man, I can't wait for in-person classes. Of course, in person, there's nothing like being in the room to quote Hamilton, right? But, (laughs) but let's not waste now. And for those, and also for those of you that are going back, create a hybrid because that is, that is what people are used to. And that is how you can really stay with your people. Create a way that they could check in with you in person and check in with you virtually. You just need to step outside the old way of thinking. Winnie, I want to tease out something you said there. I mean, sure. we had a little bit of a discussion about it before. I believe, and I know you believe you just said it, there's so much value in having that connection and being able to hear yes. from your students and, and, and being able to have this like actual check-in feedback yes. system in place. So much of what is uh, championed and celebrated, especially as it relates to business right now and, and growth, is you know ten not even ten figures, ten thousand dollar months. <laughs> but might yeah. as well be a ten figure business, you know, right. six figure b- yeah. businesses, five figure launches, things like that. Nothing wrong with that. But one of the things that you had said was before we hopped on here was like the value of staying small. Yes, uh, and you've been on both sides of things. Can you speak more to that? please. I, I, you know, again, yes, because I think that there's a lot of distraction around. And I think even though we speak about different things, we both do the same thing in our, in our Instagram and our social media is stay focused on what is needed now. Stay focused on yourself. You know, don't start getting distracted. And there is a lot of distractions and there is a lot of, you know, I get, I don't know, I must've been clicked on an ad like when I was like high from back bends or something about business. Cause I get, cause I, <laughs> that's a, another thing, but I get these ads and I get asked about these ads by younger yoga teachers. And when I say younger, I don't necessarily mean younger, even though they're, everyone's younger than me these days, but I mean like newer. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, they said I, I could develop my own app and everything could be automated and it's just this yeah. much. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, if that works, that works. But I think we get distracted by this culture of all of these gurus, and I can use that word because I'm a yoga teacher, I can make mm-hmm. fun of it, you know, selling selling people that are trying to make it online, all of these promises. And even if it did work and you had a million students paying a dollar a piece, are you really doing the work that you're called to do? And different people thrive on different kinds of platforms. There are so many fabulous people that really work well one-to-one privately. Mm -hmm. And that is their forte and that is where they shine and they want to keep doing that. And then there's people that work well with six people. But to get sold, oh, you have to make all of this money and you're going to have so many clients and everything's going to be automated. And I am the one that will teach you how to do this. That's why I love you, you know, and you're not paying me to say this, right? (laughs) Because you, you keep it real because you can live a life of a state with a group of students and teaching what matters in a way that matters and not be destitute and not ask for donation yoga. It's even though if that's your thing, that's fine. That's Mm -hmm. not my thing. And, but you don't have to, you know, dial into this bro culture, even though there's a lot of women that are doing this too, say, oh, you know, land your, land your best month with 
20 figures. I don't even know. Yeah, it's, it's so, literally 20 figures. Literally. And, and what happens is that everyone gets caught up with building a business and that's important. And that's why I love what you're, what you're offering with the mafia. And I just love the mafia. I feel like I'm their creative aunt. Hello everybody. <laughs> but they get caught up with all of this, I don't know, automation and, yes. and how, and how to get a million followers. And that's important. Um, but I think they forget why they're teaching in the first place, why they were called to teach and how distracted they are by comparing themselves to these teachers and, and coaches that they don't even know. And I think they need to keep it real and remember why they started and to focus on, you know, I'm not saying play small, play big. But when I say play big, how about this? Keep the same students for a year. Keep the same. So I think the pressure's off of me because whether you are a student, new, you know, brand new, you know, like someone brought you to me or you're, you're a seasoned teacher, I'm very fortunate because what I teach works. And my students or the wonderful humans I'm lucky enough to work with, they stay. So I'm not in this forever chase to gather new students for, I don't know, whatever that, you know, 20,000 launch month. I don't know what that is. And, you know, my wife is like at work, she's going to hear this. She goes, I could use a new car, honey, but you know what, (laughs) how much, how much is enough, you know, and you can stay small and quiet and do your thing. And I know yoga teachers that aren't even on Instagram Mm -hmm. and we're doing quite well virtually. And I have many friends that are, you know, one of those accounts to follow if you want to follow beautiful teachers and, but they, but they don't really teach. They're just accounts. To, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But you, you need to not get distracted yes. and you need to think about why am I here and what am I doing? And whatever it is, is fine. If you want to show off how fabulous you are, that's, I mean, in terms of your physical asana or your, that's fine. But I, something I want to say to all of the coaches and trainers there is that looking good is, or is great. And that will get you the student in the door, but being an excellent teacher that gets the person, whatever that result is, whether that is feeling, you know, less stressed, or if you're a if you're a strength coach, you know, a six pack or an eight pack, or in my case, cause I'm older, a four pack, whatever, um, you could, you know, looking good and being dynamic and, and having charisma will get you, will get them in the door. Right. But being an excellent teacher who sees the person that's at your door will keep the person. And I think that's a message that you really preach loudly and and just and being authentic is that yes. we're looking for long term and not yes. long term to make you know x sales i don't really know about that it just kind of has happened naturally for yes. me but long term because if what you are doing works your people will stay That's and it. then and also though if what you're doing works your your people will also go confidently to be teachers and look for something else with confidence. And that's what you want. So we're not looking to, at least, you know, you're not looking to sell a quick fix unless you are, but let's, I'm going to give your example of what you, what I see you're doing. Cause you're the only business person I know. Um, except, so what I love about you is that you teach this Instagram, um, is it called the Instagram challenge? Your, your program. Okay. Your Instagram intensive, intensive. right? So you teach this and I've sent many yoga teachers 
to, to that and they love it and it's Thank helped you. their business. And these are also like in person, even though you say it's for social media, but what you do is that you help them. And then guess what? From where I stand, I see those people joining your mafia yes. and staying connected because they don't feel, oh, I paid my money and, and I, and I feel bad because, because I didn't do it. And then there's a lot of guilt. And then you're just like this icky feeling on both sides. But how about I learned so much from that intensive. I'm going to tell my friends about it, or I'm just going to keep, I'm going to see what else you got. You got a seminar. I I think you did something on email a while back. Like, like, because we're looking, whether it's business, which is, which is really what you do so well, or providing authentic, meaningful practice, which is what I do so well. You're, how about this? How about not having to always hustle for the new person, yes. but maintaining relationships with the people you have? Yes. So, for instance, yes. in this in this beautiful little town that I have, I the, the two fabulous yoga studios in this town, right, are owned by my you know students of mine that I've worked with, and they, so they don't necessarily you know, are busy taking my class right now because all of them are very busy opening up their in-person, right? Um, And if you want the names, it's Ocean Yoga and Sangha Yoga in Pacifica. They're so busy opening up their own thing, but we have this long-term relationship. They came to me and they'll still come to me and I'm sending people to them. And we're looking for long-term. So if someone comes to you and they want something else, let's say brick and mortar, I think, you know, you have people to send them. Exactly. And that will prevent burnout and that will also prevent the constant hustle, the constant, oh, I have to, someone told me I got to do a launch and I got to, so I, you know, there's a place for that, especially if you don't have students, but how about this? Look to the diamonds in your backyard right now. The people you've helped, the teachers you've worked with, Look to your own teachers, because if your teachers taught you well and you have a relationship with them, like we do in my little town, I feel 100% confident sending good people who want in-person yoga to my to my students. And it's a long game, and that's hard. You know, I'm lucky because I'm confident in what I do, and that's hard for for someone that's new to this all. Like, I don't even have one student, and everyone seems like they have so much, and where's my $20,000 launch or whatever? <laughs> so I think I got to say, from where I stand, you are the best resource for that. And also real people and real groups, in, you know, yes. What are they doing? Not, you know, what that advertisement yes. sponsored by someone that you've never met before that it just seems so slick, but like speak to people. Yes. And even, and Instagram could, can be the wild west. And if you just look at the ads you're targeted to, you either think you need um, face tuning <laughs> or, a, you know, this, the latest marketing thing, but it's such a community. Yes. And so be a picky pants, right? Yes. And and like yoga teachers, they tell me, oh, well, I can't stand the yoga industry because this one's doing this and this one's doing that. And can you believe she's selling that? And I was like, don't look at that. That's it. That's literally it. You know, be a picky pants and, and, and be a picky pants about all that. Oh. And, and then oh. remember what you came here to do. Because again, in this rush, and, we're, and so many people, and I totally respect this, do need to provide. They do need yes. to build. They need their first student, their first class. But in the rush to do that, 
they get mixed up about why, what they want to do. Yep. So a great example, I, you know, I, years ago, maybe years ago, I sound so old, but like, yeah, literally, oh my God, <laughs> literally in the year 2000, I wrote a book called Body Change, right? So the book called Body Change, it's when I was a strength coach and it's about changing your body, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I wore, you know, there are actually pictures of there, like with me, with, I looked great, man. I, if only I would have realized how good I looked then. But I still get emails from people that read that book. And it's fantastic. I mean, this is, you know, champagne complaints and they want to know how to get, uh, you know, I guess hot summer body ready. I mean, it's an old book, but it's in the library and it's not my thing. And sometimes like, oh, well you should, you know, I get someone telling me, well, you should do that thing because you did that thing and you're, and you know, you have a book about that thing and you could sell weight loss because weight loss is the only weight loss Mm -hmm. and making money are the only things that make money on the internet, Mm -hmm. whatever. So what? Mm -hmm. Right. I come to teach. I come to teach meaning. So I don't do that, even though let's say that would sell quicker. And it's also, it's, I'm not that great at it. There are many, many people that are much better at teaching that. So we don't need to teach what we think will sell. There is a dance between finding your voice, finding your passion, finding something meaningful for you, and also finding the right way to to express yourself so your people will find you. So it's, so, and there's a dance because if you just want to be this, um, you know, and speak about a million different things and and creativity and writing and, and, and yoga and cooking, like that's all right, but people won't hear what you're here for. So there is a dance between finding what is important to you, what is most important to you and explaining it in such a way that someone hears it. So what it is so important to me to share that a home yoga practice is a way to stay sane, that I don't really talk and consistent, that I don't really talk about much else. Because if I start talking about, I don't know, I could talk about mobility with, I mean, I could hang out with the mafia and, you know, you got PTs and mm-hmm, doctors and mm-hmm. I love talking mobility, but I'm not going to talk about that because I really, it's so important to me that people use their yoga so it's useful for them. So I'm not saying, so we need to learn how to edit, not yeah. only for your mm-hmm. people and for your sales and for finding your, your, um, your niche, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. your job. My job is to say, edit so that you know what is most important to you. So that you know who resonates with you. So that you know what gets you excited. If working privately with people is what you want to do and you don't want to go in front of a group, do that. Even if someone's saying, well, you know, it's online training and programs, that might not work for you. You know, and... It's a hard dance to find because we are caught up with how do I build my business so it is sustainable? How do I build my business so I can play beach volleyball, right? Seriously. Or in my case, how can I build my business or my work so I don't ever have to teach the way someone thinks I should teach, right? So I could teach the the useful and usable type of yoga and it might not be what so you know someone else's cup of tea and the way to do that is to find what is needed now for you and what is needed now for the people you want to reach and there is a way to have it meet yes winnie i have three things written down i'm kind of like which one do i want to go 
through. You folks, number one, you hear clearly, obviously, why I love her so much and why I bring her on and bring her into all the things that I do and talk so much about her and reference her so much on on Instagram. And there, it's something I will say for me personally, Bunny. There's something so refreshing and comforting. Like we like we like community. Something so refreshing and comforting to hear someone else also promoting that message of time. Oh. Part of the questions that you know, part when I sit with the questions that I see people asking, and the ads that they, I won't say fall for, but the ads that mm-hmm. they click on, right? Part of it to me is that they are what they're really asking is not what is the way to do this is what's the fastest way to mm. do this. And I don't want to look down on someone or judge no, someone for I saying know. that. But to me as a coach, when someone asks, asks what is the fastest way, there's an inherent problem in that, that because all of what you're saying right now and so much of seeing what's useful, usable, needed right now, learning what fits best for you, that takes time. There is no way to do what is the fastest way to do that. The fastest way to do it is just get started and keep going and understand that it will take time. To that end, mm. I want to circle back to one of the things that you had said earlier and then, and, and I'd love to have you speak more about it. This takes time. And in order to prevent burnout, mm-hmm. to stave mm. off burnout, so much of that, and what you just said, is being passionate about what you're doing, remembering why you started going after this deeper meaning, this bigger impact, if you will. This is one of the things that you teach. This is one of the things that you're so good at, helping people love what they do, helping people love teaching again. Can you speak to that and how you do that and and just anything you want to say about Yeah, I am. Absolutely. I think the way to prevent burnout and to take advantage of the technology that's that's um, available to us is to n- co- connect the dots. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is that different things inspire us and we, and we start to get so burnt out. Let's just say, I'm just going to use an example. Let's just say that you are a yoga teacher for busy moms and you, you know, you're targeting everything for busy moms and you're talking about busy moms. You're talking about busy mom problems and you might be a busy mom and it's, and you're worried about business and you're just so burnt out. Well, what is it that you as a yoga teacher for busy moms click up? What do you like to do? Mm -hmm. So let's just say you love movies and you see, I'm just going to say, because I was just reading some quotes from this fabulous movie, Fight Club, right? And you think, well, Fight Club and Yoga for Busy Moms, right? Well, what about, you know, he went against the grain and he was talking about Tyler Durden, I believe. The, mm-hmm. yes, you know, yes. I'm totally going to get schooled on this. Yeah. But he's like, you know, we're trained to want more. We're trained to consume more. So you, so you watch Fight Club, you read the book, and you're just like totally, totally like something clicks, something makes a light bulb. And you're like, well, why is this lighting this up? Because I'm a yoga teacher for busy moms. Say, well, busy moms are totally told that they need all of these things, right? Just like Tyler said to, you know, in the book and in the movie, you are, you are taught that you never have enough and you need to buy all these things. So you have enough. So you can take that little idea from Fight Club and integrate it into whether you're speaking to your students, whether you're writing in 
Instagram post, whether you are writing an email, whether you are doing a, a quick video, you, you can even integrate it naturally into the discussion that you're having with your group coaching or your in-person coaching or your online webinar. And not in a way that's fake, but in a way that's authentic. And the way that you get better at that is by doing it. Many years ago, I had someone that was training to be, and I kind of want to put it in quotes, a life coach, right? Mm-hmm. And um, which is a very strange profession yes, yes, yes. Um, because who's an expert at life? Yes. But she she waited after class and she said, Winnie, you know, where do you, where do you find all your metaphors from? Right? And I thought, she goes, how do you build, how do you plan your metaphors for class? And I looked at her and I said, I, I'm just teaching. I just teach. I don't really, I'm not the, I mean, I plan my class. I plan the yes. sequence. I plan, I, I make, but I don't plan what I say. And it's, it comes to me because I read everything and I take notes on everything. And if I, that's why I love the Kindle, right? So I'm reading a book and I'm and I'm writing my own notes. So you think, you know, I'm reading like the New Testament and you think I'm writing like spiritual stuff in the in the margins. Don't worry, I'm not doing it in a real Bible. I'm doing it on the Kindle. No, I'm I'm reading I'm writing about how it relates it to a yoga practice. I'm reading like yes, yes. which yeah, I'm I, you know I'm reading the Chronicles of Narnia, which is so many religious undertones, and I'm not like finding a new religion for myself. I'm like, this is how it relates to looking for a muse in the yoga industry, or this is how it relates to finding what really works in a way that works in your own practice. And I see the connections and it takes more than that. Then it takes some thought and conversation, but it's about finding those connections and those connections are unique to you. So great example, connecting between beach volleyball and online business. That's yours. You're not faking it, right? Because you're seeing the connections all the time. We want to connect what we do in our work with what lights us up. And that could be something as, you know, you going down and playing beach volleyball and seeing the metaphors of Instagram business. And it's not like you're going and thinking, well, I'm going to get metaphors today. (laughs) It comes to you. And a great example is this fabulous yoga sister on the East Coast. And over a decade ago, we were talking about language and she's like, I I need to find my metaphor. And this was a teacher discussion. We were talking about how to connect the dots even 10 years ago. And I said, well, you love golf. She goes, Mm -hmm. you love like, like not just like, like pro golf level. This woman loves golf. And I said, connect it to golf. She said, well, my students don't play golf. They're coming for yoga. And I was like, it doesn't matter because you see the connections and this is going to keep you going. I mean, an easy metaphor is having kids, right? But there is so much more than that. There is scripture. There is mythology. There is physics. So I live next door. I literally live, live next door to a rocket scientist. Wow. Yeah. Like she's oh, like, yeah, okay. she's one of my students. She's a PhD in physics. And that's what we talk about. The connection between physics. I mean, I try to keep up with her physics and the science and magic of yoga and how it's not just science. And just like physics, it's not just science. And there is magic that we cannot explain there. So I see the connections. And then our job as teachers, as communicators, because that's what we all are, is to not just see the dots to prevent burnout, but to explain them in a way that someone else understands them. 
And that is the art of editing. That is the art of language. That is the art of conversation. And that comes with your favorite word, time. That's it. That's it. That's it. If I could give anyone, you know, if we keep it in the business world, if I keep anyone (laughs) in the business world and anyone starting a business, if I can give them the gift, it would just be the gift of time. It would be skills or anything like you learn that. Just be the gift of time and removing that urgency. Because when you give yourself time and you give yourself permission to take time, you go through all these processes and you can learn this and you can be a picky pants and you can, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, really from the very beginning of this podcast, take the time to make sure that what you're putting out is what's useful and usable. Yes. And you have the, the, the patience to go through the process uh, and trust yourself to be like, I'm just going to put out this one thing because you know what? I can do the next thing next. I don't have to try and do it all at once. Yeah. And you don't know until you know. That's it. Like, like uh, someone that's just starting out, they don't know if they want to work with athletes. They don't know if they just want to do restorative. They don't want to know if they want to work with someone that's like them or someone that, right. I'm thinking about, let's just say a 40 year old fit woman, right. You don't know if you want to work with a 40 year old fit other fit women, or do you want to work with someone that wants to be like you? Or maybe you want to work with kids and you don't know until you know, and guess what? You're allowed to change your mind. Yes. You are allowed to change your mind. And you don't have to specialize in anything you don't want to specialize. Another yoga teacher who will be listening to this podcast, she is also a published writer. She is a, she writes romance novels, right? You know, like the ones with like Fabio on the cover. And when she first became, she was one of my students, she became a yoga teacher. And the yoga studio that she was working for wanted her to teach everything. Because, you know, she's a new yoga teacher, just had a 200-hour teacher training. She's like, Winnie, I don't want to teach. I think it was like vinyasa. you know. She's not, and I was like, well, you're a romance writer. You don't write science fiction, right? You're really good at writing romances. Who yeah. says you got to do that? So tell the yoga studio you really want to teach what you want to teach and specialize in that. So same thing for PTs, same thing for coaches, same thing for massage therapists. Everybody pick what you want to do. Now, in the old days, right? So maybe someone would walk into your Pilates studio and you felt obligated to work with them, but now you can choose. And we're all in such a rush to be everything to everyone and to share all of our knowledge, right? Why don't we just share a piece? And I think that there's the time element is so important because you talk about time in terms of building your business, in terms of knowing what kind of people you want to work with and how you want to work. Do you want to work in 30-minute consults? Do you want to work in monthly webinars? There's there's so many options. But then the other piece is time in teaching. Yes. Time in teaching. And there's a joke, you know, people that like get into psychology and undergraduate, and I was one of them, it's because you're trying to figure out your own. Yes. So, of course, right? Sure. And a lot of people um, come into these forms of healing, whether it's being a strength coach or a PT or a yoga teacher, because they're trying to figure out their own body and their own practice. And they still need to build up, you know, body confidence isn't the right thing, but just like body intelligence about Mm. what works for them. Mm -hmm. So what happens a lot is they're still figuring out their own stuff. They're still figuring out their own stuff. And when they're still figuring out their own stuff, it's hard to teach stuff. And I would give the best example would be um, nutritionists. And, you know, there's a lot of really good nutritionists that you work with that are in the mafia and on different ends of the spectrum from the macros to the intuitive eating. And I love them all. I I love them. 
love them all. And they, they have a, a thing too in particular, they have this fantastic way of being real and sharing their own journey, but still having enough expertise and experience to confidently share their own journey, yet still know they can help people. And I see that and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I love it because they're not standing up on a pedestal like, oh, I, I can help you, you know, lose 60 pounds because, you know, I was born skinny. They are living it, but in a way that only experience has given them. Yes. And I love that. And that is that is for any kind of coach. So whatever you're doing and with the physical arts, it's hard because you're, you are figuring out yourself and you're still picking up stuff. And you're, there needs to be a level of, I have been doing this a while and I am an expert at this and I'm still learning as I go. We all are, but I, I can help you. And in yes. the learning deal, there's always going to be someone that knows more than you. Always. Always. Yes. And there's always going to be someone that knows less than you. And that's the way it works. And I remember one day so long ago, I was like, I can never teach yoga because I started yoga way after I was a strength coach. Um, as I'll never know enough to teach. I'll never know enough about yoga as I do about, you know, how to do a squat and how to, mm-hmm. how to program hip mobility. And yeah, I was really good at the, whether you wanted a six pack or an eight pack, or it's okay if you want a four pack. And I said, like, I'll never be, know enough, but I could not help it because yoga helped me so much. And I knew that I would never know as much. I'll never have as many years teaching as Carrie Oerko, who is yeah. a colleague and friend yeah. and a superstar. And, um, because she started before me, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's all right, too. Um, we're all on this wheel of learning. And it is our job to share what we've learned. It is our job to learn from, from those that, that have done something before us and to help those that are coming after us. And it's not linear because, and that's so beautiful, you yes, know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Winnie, how do you, in terms of, in terms of learning and teaching, mm-hmm. you do, uh, your teaching is, uh, I don't want to say that. You have two subsets, uh, two things, and you actually mentioned it earlier. You are the teacher's teacher, mm-hmm. and so you're teaching the teachers how to teach. Uh, if you folks uh, go and check out any of our Instagram posts, you'll see kind of two themes recurring in there. One is about teaching and then applies to life. You can connect the dots very easily. And the other part is about helping people create a sustainable practice. I think from the outside, one could look at that and be like, so part of this is like B2B, business to business, teacher to teacher. And then part of this could be B2C, business to consumer, where you're teaching people. In this case, I'm assuming it would be teachers how to have a sustainable practice. But how do you balance mm-hmm. the two? Do you view them as different? Is it two different audiences? You know, the, the teachers that are, that are members and that come to my classes. So I, so I have this fabulous yoga subscription service. And we teach really, really well-planned out monthly themes. So for instance, next month, we're going to teach like this beautiful bandwork ground this beautiful stretch series and all the classes on the channel are going to be about that. It's going to be 10 minute classes on that. And it's going to be a sequence. We're going to have a live class and 
all of those people are both teachers and students because teachers need to practice too. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the people that just show up for a class on a Sunday class or are members of the yoga subscription are teachers because right. teachers need to practice too. But they are teachers for different, I mean, they're students, I think, for different reasons than most of my, than let's say 60% of my students, because they are also picking up how they can integrate it into their own work. A lot of my classes on the channel use something called band work. So band work is this entire fabulous series of stretches that we do with the resistance bands. And I use a special kind of band. And a lot of teachers and coaches, they just pick up things that they can use for themselves. And it is all like, take what works. Take whether you use, like the way that I use a timer and I talk about how to use timings, which is a big theme of my class, of my channel, or you like the way that the little leg stretch series, but because you work with um, ballerinas, you're doing different, like take it, take it, take it. Because it, because it, if you want to make it yours, that's the, how you're going to make it yours. It doesn't belong to me. It's my curriculum, but I want you to take it. I want you to experiment in your own body. I have a lot of Pilates teachers. They don't teach what I teach. They teach what they teach. What they yes. take a couple of the things, like the like we work with, with the metaphor of a clock, where up is 12 and down is six, one side is three, one, one side is nine, in a very, very practical and useful way. And they take that into their Pilates, into their own coaching. So I would say that, I feel like I'm more like B to C than mm-hmm. B to B because I don't do or spend too much time on teacher training programs. Mm-hmm. So, right. Mm-hmm. And that I love yes. too. And there's lots of good people for that. Um, and I'm happy to always, you know, I get a lot of questions in the chat, in my little chat box on my channel. Oh, well, I'm doing the little like stretch series. What do you think about my golfer client? And I'll tell them, I mean, like you, I used to do emails, but you know what I do now? It's actually faster. I make a three minute video. It's mm-hmm. so much easier mm-hmm. because I'm so much better at yeah. talking the than writing. And I, yeah. Yes. And, and I love these questions and, you know, I'm not going to say what well, you need to book a time. It's like, oh, you took the class. How would you work? And this is what I think you should, you should try this instead. And it's a real quick note, but I know these teachers and I'm happy to help them. And I'm thrilled that they're integrating it because it won't sound like them until they make it their own. So I would say in answer to your question, I do have a lot of teachers that show up for classes and workshops, but I don't have like this official teacher training gotcha. with the gotcha. one exception is the topic that I love to talk to the mafia about, which is how to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. And that is not about, okay, you're going to teach a pose going this way or that way, or I think that this is a do or a do not because I don't do that. Um, it's more about how to fire up your teaching experience, how to connect between what you're reading on your nightstand and what you're talking about with your students so it makes sense, how to articulate your faith and this is for not everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Into your teaching without scaring off anyone. How to integrate um, your latest net, whatever it is, right. your parenting, your views on education, your views on vegetarianism, or your views on business, your views on the internet. Like, how do you articulate it so that it 
resonates so that there is a metaphor because let's, so that is what I love to talk about. And that is what I, I'm planning on teaching a workshop this fall on kind of like what I did with the mafia, but much more extended where everyone gets to work on their own connections. So the way that we do it is that, okay, what do you consume, right? What do you collect? Mm -hmm. Do you you collect, you know, with, you know, a a myth, do you connect business stuff? Do you connect stories of moms and babies or the climate crisis? You know, like it could be anything or it could be something as simple like, Oh, that person, is just inspiring to me. Okay. Why does that, why did, why did you collect that? Yeah. Okay. So why did you save that, that Instagram post? No, no, no. Really? Why did you save that? Mm -hmm. Not just because that person looks hot. Not like, really? Like, what did they say? Why did that resonate? Why? And then, but, and why because of that? And why because of that? So this is to get to the nitty gritty of why that inspired you. Why does C.S. Lewis inspire you? Or do you, or you, do you just mm-hmm. tell people that because it sounds impressive? <laughs> what is it that, you know, what is it that you like about Seth Godin, right? Yes. You and I are big fans. Yeah. What do, yeah. You know, what do you like about and anything? And it's so individual and it's so beautiful because, okay, so we're collecting all these dots. Okay, how can we connect them to what we're teaching? And it could yes. be as something as simple as an instruction or, or idea about programming or my favorite topic, consistency, accountability, mm-hmm. adherence, autonomy, which are big factors in my channel and all of my program that I do. How do we get people to stick to something worth sticking to? Well, how does that passage from that, you know, you yes. were watching Manifest, right? Because I follow yes. your stories. Like, yeah. I don't even, like, how does Manifest manifest itself in totally. what, what you talk about with your, with your kid yoga students? Mm-hmm. and. I don't know that and neither do you, but the person does. Yes, exactly. The yes. person does. And that is a, that's cre- that creativity amplified, useful and usable creativity so that you will go on Instagram and not be burnt out, but you will be searching for, not searching because it's so much, but like you will find something that inspires you and instead of being like, okay, I'm going to save this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of it's anyone. True. Or... Here's a big one, and the yoga teachers will totally hear me. So yoga teachers, remember, and you might still do this, so forgive me, how you would read a passage from something, right? So in, in synagogue, it would be called the drosh, or in church, it's sometimes a sermon, but you would read a passage from like Rumi or some stereotypical yoga poet, which I'm just rolling my eyes about, not because there's anything wrong with that, but there is so many more things you could read from Fight Club, right? Yes. C.S. Lewis, yes. scripture, I don't know, but you know. So instead of reading a passage from a book, read the passage before and find your own words. Instead of quoting someone else all the time, yes. right? Which is fine, right? Mm-hmm. What, how, what is it about that quote that resonates with you? And explain it in your own words. So that's the workshop. And I've done that privately, but I'd love to... And I just want to invite the whole mafia to that. That's awesome. what we can do so that you can find your voice and ha- and and not only about like finding your voice and making a series of posts, because I think that's something that you're an expertise on. It's more about finding your connection to what fires you up yes. and what you teach now. Dr. Lawrence Bicycling, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's just, what does she yes. do for fun? Yes. Right, she's a mutual friend, and we adore her. And she just loves to jump in the ocean and swim. Oh, so, how is that connected? Not just to physical therapy, but for her mentoring younger PTs. There's so many metaphors there. I can't say them. You can't say them. 
she could she say did. that. She could say that. There's the so that's okay. So we collect the dots, we collect the information, and then we connect the information, which is what I've been talking about for the last hour. But then, and you're the master of this. Without even trying, you're the master of this. How do we communicate that information? Because it's it's fun and dandy if you're creative in your head, but to make a contribution to this world, the unique connections that you see between the practice or the workouts that you teach and the things that light you up, that's unique to you. You're the only one that has it. Now, here's my challenge, and this is what we work on in the workshop. How do we communicate that to the world so it is heard? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's worth spending some time because that will prevent burnout. That will inspire your teaching, which is a separate thing than having a social media um, strategy. So you combine what you do and you do it so well in such a useful and usable and immediate way. And you do that, but then you connect it to the real reason why you got into this in the first place. And how we're going to keep going. And I can speak to that because I've been teaching, you know, I'm 56. I've been teaching some kind, 56 yesterday. I'm teaching so, thank you. Thank you so much. Teaching so much for, it's scary to say, but since I was 17 years old. So how do I stay fired up? By connecting the dots and communicating the dots so someone, not everyone, but someone can hear you. That's a... And then if, if that's the case, there's room at the table, right? Always. And if that's the case, then you understand what you've been saying this whole time is that time does so much yes. because you got to sit with it and let it simmer. There's nothing wrong with cup of soup. We have it in our, in our house, right? But there's also nothing wrong with slow cooker and which one has flavors that you'll remember. And which one is needed now? And sometimes yeah. you need a cup of soup and that's all right. But don't fool yourself. That's all that you can do. That's it. Don't fool yourself. That's yeah. it. That's it. I hope you folks listening to this are getting as, if, you, if you're new to Winnie, I hope you're getting as excited as, as I am every time I get to hear from her. If you're not new to Winnie, I already know that you're excited because it just lands and resonates every single time. And me being me and loving control uh, and the safety that comes with having control over things. I love what Winnie says with this because this gives you a way to create longevity. Yeah. She has outlined it for you. She's going to have a a workshop about it, but she's planted the seed right now in terms of longevity. And to me, and one of the things I brought, you know, one of the many reasons I brought Winnie on, one of the things we talked about beforehand is I do have a large, you know, yoga, uh, community within the, the yoga population within mm-hmm. within this community and i know because i have conversations with mm-hmm. a bunch of you that there is concern there is concern about uh, is there too much noise you know this this is the same conversation that i have with personal trainers as well and pts as well everyone everyone's concerned with this like is there is there uh, is it saturated how do i stand out how do i find my voice how do i show up authentically how do i keep doing this i'm feeling burned out am i saying the same thing as everyone else is it worthwhile for me to say this Winnie is, is speaking to this right now. And that's why I find so much, all of what she says to be so applicable, so useful, so usable, and just so important. 
so, so, so important. Winnie, if folks want to check out, that's upcoming. So I'm guessing you don't have like a landing page for that thing yet. But if they want to follow you, find you things, how do they do that? Please come visit me on Instagram. Oh, there you go. You know, and tell me, yeah, I just love communicating with everyone. And come to my website. And I am working because... You know, you asked me about homeschool. My daughter is going back to school. So I'm finally scheduling that workshop about connecting the dots. Just so it's going to come up soon. So I it will be on my website by the time this airs. And then I'm also teaching a free masterclass on yoga. It's called behavior change. And it's really about how to stick to a yoga habit worth sticking to. And I absolutely invite all teachers and coaches that are just thinking about how to get your students. And it's free, you know, yeah. it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of my Amazing. students. It's just going to be like one Saturday morning and I'm going to talk and it's great because not everyone listens to me in my house, but people listen to me when I teach. Um, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be all about like, how do we really, how do we really get to stick to something worth sticking to? And it's going to be a lot of my students that we talk about this all the time. And we're going to talk about the three things that are needed. And this would be across the board, whether you're a chiropractor or a PT, is that we need adherence, all right? So adherence, the only way we're going to get adherence is with accountability. And accountability yes. is a big topic. We could do a whole nother, is, you know, and that is, it, that is humongous. And that is, there's lots of ways to do that. And it doesn't necessarily need to be like one-to-one, but uh, accountability that matters, Right. So for instance, your students, your clients, your people are, when they're accountable to you, it's much different than like this free app that's tracking their whatever, um, because they're accountable to someone they respect to a program they respect. And the same thing for me, it's like, like my students, if I, if I'm working with them, right. They are accountable to me. It's not like mm-hmm. this anonymous yes. checkbox. So accountability is big. I'm going to talk about that. And then, so there's three things, adherence, accountability, and autonomy. Yes. And autonomy is delicate because people get scared. Well, if my students, my clients are autonomous, they won't come back. Oh, Mm-mm. when you educate your students, they, they know what's good. And that's, you know, it's not necessarily for teachers, but please just come ask questions. And that's on Saturday. I don't know when this is going to air, but that's on Saturday, the 28th. Perfect. So this is going to go out on uh, the 16th. So if you're listening to this on the right. day it drops, today is the 16th. And then that means in a little over two weeks, so like yeah. a week and five, six days, it'll yeah. be time for the good. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's my, that that's just going to be fun. And we're going to, and it's going to really be about, you know, September's coming. You want to actually stick to something instead of signing up for every free PDF in the world mm-hmm. and never doing anything. Mm-hmm. And also to get away the guilt that all of us have, whether we're yoga teachers or competitive athletes, um, that we're not doing enough because, because the guilt doesn't work. If it did, it would have worked. But the thing that I'm really excited about that I love talking to you about, that I love talking to the mafia about is the connecting of the dots and that I don't have a date yet, but I will. And I, I cannot, love it. <laughs> I cannot wait because it's all connected. It's all connected because when you do that, you can keep going and then, and then they can figure out the right business strategy. So they get to do what they want to do. And that's important Yes, because we're all here to teach each, each other and we're all here to share what we figured out so far. And there's a need, an ache in all of us. 
And it's there if we're not doing the thing we're supposed to do. And I'm not talking about yes. it has to be like the thing, but a thing. A thing and absolutely. you know it. You know when you're doing it. Absolutely. 100%. I have one more question for you, sure. Wayne, and then I'll let you go. You used this word a few times, uh, and I was going to segue, and I was like, no, I want to talk about this other thing instead. <laughs> uh, but regarding uh, mythology, specifically oh. Greek mythology, uh, I feel like you have something that maybe you want to talk about, tease about a little bit, and then oh. I'll let you go. Okay. So now, oh boy. Okay. So my next book is called Ariandi's Thread. And it, 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 all it is, all it is, is a gift for you. It's a gift. It's a collection of notes on practice on consistency, on accountability, on creativity, and all the things that we just spent our time talking about. But the overarching arc of it is the myth of Ariandi. And okay, here we go. So there was this king, there was this king, and he had this monster in his basement. And the monster was called the Minotaur. And a lot of people listening are going to go to Google and look it up. But they locked this monster called the Minotaur in a labyrinth, which is kind of like this super elaborate maze. So this king had this daughter, and her name was Ariane, and she's his princess. And she's watching all these people come, and get and they try and kill this monster, and they never get to kill the monster. The monster eats them. And they got to send all these princes and princesses and warriors to come. And they basically get killed because they go into this maze. And if they're lucky enough to even get to the monster... You know, they get lost and he devours them. So she's this princess and she's single and this really cute prince, Prince Theseus, comes. And he's like, I'm going to slay the Minotaur. And he's pretty skilled, you know. He's put in his time and she falls in love with him. And she doesn't want him to get killed. So she gives him a thread, a red thread, known as Ariandi's thread. And she goes, hey, dude, I want you to come get out of there alive and get me out of this crazy kingdom. Why don't you follow this? I'll tie the thread to like one end of the maze. You go in. You're skilled enough to kill the Minotaur. You're skilled enough not to get lost. Mm. And then you follow the thread back. And then we'll get, and then we'll, you know, we'll get out of this place, right? So what does this have to do? So it's a myth, right? And I did not say it the way a classic person would say it, but that it is. It's about this this woman who fell in love with this prince. She didn't want him to get killed. And she gave him this thread that he followed into this mysterious labyrinth, which is very, very famous. And he followed the thread to get out. Well, that is what. Your practice is. Your practice is following a thread into the unknown. You don't know where the heck you're going and you shouldn't know where the heck you're going. And so many of us do that. But we forget how to return home. We forget what we started this for. We forget that we we get so caught up in the business of, of slaying the monster that we forget to come back to why we wanted to slay the monster in the first place. We lose our way. We're supposed to go out into the wilderness. We're supposed to go into the maze. Absolutely. What else is this for? This epic journey. But we also want to stay grounded enough to find our way home. So our practice, what we're doing is the thread. So it's overarching arc of the story. And it's not a story. It's a, it's a collection of notes, a love letter to everyone listening to this and everyone I connect with before and moving forward of how to not get lost, yet how to reach out into the wilderness of your potential, yet still follow the thread to find your way home. 
and do, to quote your friend and my friend, James Olivia, do what you came here to do. Uh, that's going to be fire. When is that? Well, according to the, the fabulous person that I'm working with, June 2022. Okay. And that's, again, way, just a way to find your way back. So just good. Yeah. And, oh, and isn't that a way we can connect and collect? And it's a perfect example of taking something that lights you up and connecting it to something that you want to share. So good. How do we connect the dots? So, so good, Winnie. So good. I'm thinking back just a few minutes ago and realizing if folks are like, but I want to connect with Winnie, I don't think you ever said. Come, <laughs> come visit me on my website. What is it? WinnieLinkovic.com. Dad camp. Same thing on Instagram, Winnie Linkovic. We will link both of them, but I do like to have the person or yeah. say it just in case you happen to be in the car, you can't be driving, this way it's in yes. your head. So. And there's a little chat box. So there's a chat box for my members, but there's a chat box for the visitors. Just hit click and just hit click and say hi. Hit there's click. lots of offerings and there's lots of ways to connect because we are, you know, we're all here to teach each other and we're all here to share what we figured out so far. And we're here for the long term. And that is what is needed now. Connection. Damn. Good, Winnie. It's so, so good. Is I'm looking at the time. And I'm like, uh, we should stop. But I'm like, I could keep going forever. For this episode, because we'll bring it back on again. For this episode, Winnie, is there anything that you, anything else that you want to say? Anything in particular that you want to leave the people with just for this time, because there will be a next time. Well, I, I think I would like to repeat something that you said that, and that is time. When, when someone said, you know, time is your secret ingredient. Yes. It's a secret ingredient because most people are not willing to put in the time. Yes. Uh, a lot of people start things um, and they don't finish them. So you're like, Oh, well that doesn't work. Well, that person didn't, didn't actually stay to work it. Time is your secret ingredient, but here's something that both myself and you can back up. And, and that's, you know, when someone says to you, oh, this takes time. And that's all they say. It's kind of a cop out because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not specific enough that, yeah. okay, well, this takes time. So I'll just kind of like flander around and follow everyone and get this PDF and that PDF and this app. And, 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 and then because I put in the time, it'll work. No, mm -hmm. it doesn't work with yoga. It doesn't work with raising a child. It doesn't work. It needs to be specific. Yes. And the way, so things do take time. Yes. Let, let it simmer. Put in the right ingredients. Time is your secret ingredient because we're in it for the long game. That's it. That's it. I love it. So good from start so to finish, Winnie. So Dang, good. You folks listening, this is why I bring her into all the things and refer to her all the time because it's just so dang good. Winnie, I know you're super busy and I'm super, super grateful that you took the time to share your brain yet again. I'm really stoked about the uh, upcoming, well, the book clearly, but- uh, Oh, Connecting the Dots. That. 
just the uh, yeah the webinar, the workshop, like that's going to be dope. So make sure that when that does launch officially, uh, tag me so I can share that on my, okay. on my stories as well because that is going to be phenomenal. But just thank you for everything, Winnie. Just thank you, truly. An absolute joy. Ah, the best. You folks listening to this, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us, which was the correct choice. Well, honestly, because honestly, what 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 is better than this when he's bringing the fire? For that, I am, and we both are, endlessly, endlessly appreciative. I'm not going to ask for any likes or subscriptions or things like that. If you want to do it, awesome. What I will, however, ask for is if this episode resonated with you, share it with somebody who you think it could help. If you think that it would be useful, if you think it would be usable, share it. As always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative. Until next time, friends, Winnie Lingovic and Maestro, 